Welcome to the Life After Sugar podcast. The podcast that's not just about sugar, but about your relationship with it, and also with food, and especially with yourself. So if you want to discover your life after sugar and hear inspiring stories from all kinds of people who also cut out sugar in their way, at their pace, for their own reasons, this is the podcast for you. Because you know, when you take away the sugar, you can finally discover the real sweetness in your life. I'm your host, Netta Gorman. In this episode, I want to talk to you about cravings, because it's one of the biggest challenges that we face when we want to reduce sugar. And we're so scared of cravings, understandably so, because cravings can really be strong and can really break your journey towards your life after sugar. So I have five tips for you that will help you get rid of cravings. My first tip is to respect yourself and your natural personality. What does that mean? It means that not everyone goes about reducing sugar in the same way. And from talking to so many dozens and hundreds of people, I found that if you respect your natural personality, then the chances of living your life after sugar are much higher. So if you're kind of an all or nothing person, then maybe going cold turkey is more for you. Whereas if you're more um, like a step-by-step kind of person, then maybe a more gradual way to reduce sugar is better for you. But really, at the bottom of all that is to respect yourself and to respect your natural personality because there's not one way of reducing sugar. The one way that is the best for you is the way that fits with your personality already. Tip number two, get to know the source of your cravings. So really, sugar feeds your cravings. So sometimes you can feel these cravings so strongly that you feel that the only thing that will get rid of your cravings is to cave and to eat whatever your cravings, and usually that's sugar. Whereas the weird thing is, is that sugar actually feeds your sugar cravings. And that ironically, eating less sugar will bring you to have fewer cravings. Sounds crazy and upside down, right? But many people find that cravings actually go way down when they also cut out not just sugar, but also starchy or crunchy foods like chips or crackers or fries or even pasta. And even for some people, nuts, because the crunchiness is sometimes what we crave, that kind of texture. And sometimes it's not even the sweetness of sugar, but the crunchiness and a lot of crunchy foods have been engineered by the food industry to be that crunchy, like chips. Okay, it's not the case for nuts, but sometimes the mix of crunchy and salty that we find in nuts is what makes us crave them. We may be telling ourselves that, oh, well, it doesn't matter because nuts are healthy foods. But when you crave something or when you can't stop eating them, then that in itself is not necessarily the most healthy of relationships to have, even with healthy foods. So it's a good idea to get to know the source of your cravings. Are you craving more sweet things? Or are you craving salty foods or crunchy foods? And I'm not saying any of them are better or worse. Just knowing yourself is key. Tip number three, 
is to be aware that physical cravings go away faster than emotional cravings. What does that mean? It means that your body is faster than your brain. In other words, your body actually thanks you much faster for giving it less sugar and less crave-worthy foods, whereas your memory of these foods, your brain, takes far, far longer to forget these foods and to forget the highs that you used to have with these foods. And your brain will continue to want to have those highs, whereas your body actually feels a lot better without these crave-worthy foods, but your brain is kind of blocking that and making you believe that you still want those foods, even though you feel better, even though you have more energy, even though those physical cravings have all but gone away. And this was actually my experience when I first started out my life after sugar. I found that my memories of all the enjoyable times that I used to have sugar lasted far, far longer than my physical reactions to not having sugar. In other words, my body felt much better, pretty fast, but my brain took some time to catch up. So my tip number three is to be aware that your brain is slower than your body and to step slightly out of your comfort zone and to concentrate on the signals that your body is giving you and to be aware that the memories that linger about these crave-worthy foods are often due to sweet memories from your past, which is totally valid, but even more so, they're often due to the fact that these very foods that create cravings have been engineered by the food industry to make you crave them. Tip number four is to look more closely at your relationship with sugar. Now, I never believed that such a thing even existed as a relationship with sugar. But if you find yourself telling yourself things like, oh, it's just this once, once won't hurt, or I deserve it, I'll just have one more, I need a treat, then it's possible that you have an unhealthy relationship with sugar and that's what you need to look at more closely. Now, if you realize that you may have an unhealthy relationship with sugar, don't beat yourself up about it. It's not your fault. It's not a bad thing about you. It's just good for you to know that you're normal and most of us who have eaten sugar for many years have developed a pretty unhealthy relationship with sugar. But the good news is, that it can change. And you can replace this unhealthy relationship with a much more healthy relationship with other enjoyable activities that are not sugar related, like going for a walk or going for a jog or listening to some music or meditating or praying or doing an activity that you really enjoy, whether it's knitting or cooking or watching a movie or being with your friends and family or your pet, any activity that you really, really enjoy is a good start to replacing sugar, crowding out the pleasure that sugar used to give you with other activities that are not sugar related. And finally, my tip number five is to be aware that sugar is neither good nor bad. Yep, I'm not saying that sugar is bad. Sugar, in fact, is an inanimate object. It doesn't have a personality. It doesn't have any kind of moral value and it may help for you 
to demonize sugar at the beginning of your journey to your life after sugar. But at the end of the day, sugar is an inanimate object. It only has the meaning that you give to it. So if you give it the meaning of a treat, it will become a treat. And if you give it the meaning of, say, I don't know, poison, then it will become poison. But if you work towards having a neutral relationship with sugar, then it doesn't have to mean anything at all other than a substance that you no longer want, need or like. So I hope these five tips have been helpful for you because believe me, I understand just how tough cravings are. And while you're still here, I'd like to give you some really exciting news, which is that my new website is up and running and you can find it at aftersugarclub.com. That's aftersugarclub.com. It's got lots of free resources just for you to make your life after sugar easier and fun. That's it for this week. Keep in touch and see you soon for another episode. And if you enjoyed this episode, scroll down and leave me a positive review. I'd really appreciate it.